There's an overwhelming amount of financial advice in the news and on social media. Who do you listen to? Are they looking out for what's best for you? How do you tune out the noise? In this podcast, trusted advisors Emily Augusto, CPA, and Amanda Vaught, JD, bring their extensive education and experience to delve into all aspects of personal finance. Emily and Amanda make topics like investing, taxes, and financial planning interesting and accessible. And they provide a framework to help you think through the plethora of financial advice and news out there. Are you ready to start making the best personal financial decisions for you? Welcome to Connecting the Dollars with Propel Financial Advisors. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of our Get to Know Your Advisor series. Today, we're going to speak with Amanda Vaught. She is an attorney and a wonderful asset to our team. So uh, we'll go ahead and get into it (laughs) and ask about your background and education. Okay. So um, right now I live in Brooklyn, New York. I've lived here for a long time maybe almost 20 years I've lived in New York City, but I grew originally from Illinois. Um, I was going to tell a story when I was in high school. I never was really especially interested in finance. I mean, I was at one point, there was a, there was a stock picking club and I was thinking, oh, I should, I should, that seems interesting. Maybe I'll go to that, that, join that club. And, um, you can probably guess in the suburbs of Chicago what the people looked like who were in that club. And it was um, not people like me. And I just felt like, nah, that's not really for me. I instead joined, you know, Amnesty International and and more like clubs like that. So um, that was high school. And then I moved to the East Coast for college in Baltimore at Johns Hopkins where I ended up majoring in chemistry um, where I, you know, I just learned I really, I'd always been a math person, but I didn't realize how much I was going to love science until I took science at a college level. Um, I originally wanted, went there wanting to be a doctor um, thinking that, you know, I could help people, but you know, I discovered chemistry and decided this is great. And, um, then I went to graduate school for chemistry and that's when I moved to New York, went to Columbia. Um, and that was an amazing experience and I loved it. Um, but at the same time, once I started working in a lab full time, I was like, okay, this is not going to cut it as Mm -hmm. far as the helping people aspect. Um, you know, even if the chemistry part is fun, I just didn't ultimately see myself being that for the rest of my life. So, wow, um, that's cool. You had like so many different, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? So many different educational experiences before even getting into finance, but you can kind of see how the, the seed was planted. Oh yeah. Hopefully, hopefully. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I, I do think that ultimately, you know, going to graduate school for chemistry, like right now I'm obviously not doing chemistry, but you do learn research skills and analytical skills um and then um i taught freshman chemistry when i was there and you really have to know your subject so well to be able to explain it 
um, and teach it. And so I think that is a valuable skill that I still bring today when I'm explaining the bond market to people Absolutely. who couldn't care less <laughs> or, or know about it, you know, and saying like, why is this important? So. Yes. I think you're really great at that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so how did you get into financial advising after the whole, uh, experience in chemistry? Okay. So that, that was sort of a, a winding road too, but, um, after I, I left graduate school, right. And then I wanted to do, still use my science degree. So then I discovered, um, patent law, intellectual property law. So I worked at a law firm for several years as a science advisor, helping, um, write patent applications. And then um, eventually went to law school and practiced as um, the patent attorney for several years until 2009, great year, um, when I was laid off along with a lot of other people in this country and a lot of lawyers in New York City where I was practicing. Um, So my career sort of took us, I don't know, sideways jog in the road uh I like to think of it rather than a setback I don't know Emily but (laughs) it was a tough time and and you know at the time it was the financial systems falling apart Lehman Brothers had gone under the stock market was crashing you know you know right um and uh it was this thing like the mortgage back, the the subprime mortgage mortgage crisis had caused mm-hmm. this, and and I was just like, what is this? You know, <laughs> why is this impacting my life in such a profound way? And I don't have a mortgage. I don't have a subprime mortgage. I don't even buy these securities, but it still just had this major impact on my life, and on a lot of other people's lives as well. Mm-hmm. So sure. that was when I was like. I got to figure out what's going on in the financial world a little better if, because obviously it is having a major impact on my livelihood. So um, that's, that's when that seed really got planted of, okay, I need to learn more about finance. Yeah. That's super interesting. That something kind of, that is, was negative. You try it, you wanted to delve more into it instead of like run away for it. And I think that speaks to your character, like, wanting to problem solve and just learn. I think you're very, uh, a lot of people are not uh, looking for more information. They just want to focus on what they know. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. But then I also, you know, looking into it, I also learned that I found it really fascinating and interesting. So, um, you know, eventually I switched tax on my legal career and ended up doing um, securities litigation and, I was working, do working on this litigation related to mortgage back security, like fraud or potential fraud. Um, and it was just felt really ironic that I was all of a sudden, you know, getting paid and working on these kinds of cases on something that had really messed up my life there for a little bit. So representing those banks that actually were the reason for causing. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, this is not really, I didn't really want to be representing major banks. I got into the legal field to to help people and that, um, you know, when you, 
you see some of the inner workings of what's going on and you're just like the deck is so stacked against regular people who don't understand this stuff and nobody makes any effort to explain it or to help people you're just you're really on your own as an individual and even um you know i work with some clients who are not they're not American or maybe they grew up in another country and they're just like I don't understand this American system you're really just left to your own devices to try to figure it out and um I mean I guess that's the system we're in criticize it or not but but people really need help um Mm -hmm. with some of these things so that that was sort of drove a lot of my um desire or even like current satisfaction I get from doing my current job as a financial advisor so great um so there's still a gap between when you were doing securities litigation to working at propel how did you transition okay so that was when um I did like my legal practice it was really interesting it was a lot of hard work um but at the as after a while, it was became something that wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. Um, and I thought I should probably leave before I get really disgruntled um, because I had <laughs> seen attorneys really burn out bad on some of the hours and some of the work that, that you do at some of these big New York City law firms. Um, and then also I had had my first daughter at this point and... Um, I think once you have a child and you're going to work, I always wanted to work. I never had a really desire to be a stay-at-home mom. So I knew I wanted to work, but it was also like, if I'm going to be away from my child, I want to be doing work that is important to me and that means something to me. So that was really the the catalyst that got me to, to make the change. Um, and so then... You know, now we work with my father, um, David Vaught, who was on another video, um, mm-hmm. and he gave me a hard time for not mentioning that he was my father until right <laughs> at the end of the video. So I feel like I can't do that again. Really but really. um, so that was my in, right? Um, and we started working together um, in what, 2016, 2017. And um, that was when you were working with David and mm-hmm. Danielle. Um, and then what a year, a little more than that, we split off to start mm-hmm. Propel, um, which was really exciting because I always really wanted to work for myself. And and just like, I, I don't know, it's just so much more exciting when you own your own business and run mm-hmm. it instead of being reliant on other people to do the work I don't know I just yeah, find I it so fun and satisfying in a way that I never experienced before in my yeah. career it's right quite a shift it seems like the the jobs you had were uh, huge firms that really you know you were uh what is it a small fish in a big pond and now yeah you, get, you, you you could get you could be able to feel like a little cog in the in the wheel yeah. but um it was easy to hide not all the time, but <laughs> you know, it it's uh when you run your own business, it's a different accountability to other people, but t- to yourself, you know. For sure. So 
Um, so you mentioned helping people a few times in your career. Um, how do you help people now in your current career? And is it what you thought it would be, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think um, it's not what I thought it would be. I thought I wouldn't, I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did because I think that seed that was planted early of financial advising is this thing for bros, you know, to, yep. to use a colloquial term um, that's not open for women or minorities or people who didn't necessarily grow up with a lot of money. Um, and to realize that oh, that was just some myth that was in my head that I, you know, some of our clients or other people encounter as well, that it's not just for a certain type of person. Financial advising is for everyone, right? Uh, quality financial advising you would hope is for everyone. And, and being able to bring that and provide that service and really make a difference in people's lives you know, if I could help one person not have to go through like a horrible job layoff in 2009 hmm. and, and get through that, you know, that's really helpful. So yeah, hopefully making things uh, accessible to everyone. Yeah. 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 It's great when you see a client who like takes your advice and listens to it and then you see them succeed and, and you're like, hey, you know, yeah. you did it. So it's a good feeling. It's really gratifying. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you finally landed somewhere where everything's kind of coming together with what your desire to help people using your, you know, mm -hmm. genius uh, abilities to, what am I trying to say here? To yeah. analyze and um, yeah, see what works the best for people. But outside of work, what are your favorite things to do? How do you spend your time? Well, I probably the majority of my, t I mentioned I had a daughter and now I have two children. Um, that's, you know, my second full-time job is to caring for them. So that obviously takes up a lot of time, um, which is really fun time most of the time, not always, right? Um, and then <laughs> making time for myself because of that parenting role is also really important. So um, I prioritize that um, really into running. I am running a 10K this weekend and then I sign up for a half marathon um, early next year. So um, yeah, I just love to move. I never was really considered myself like an athlete ever, but I discovered running and I don't know, it just works. Awesome. I love it. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I like to read books. Yeah, I used to be really into cooking, but like I hate cooking now that <laughs> I'm a parent. I don't know. Um, it's seeing your kids like throw away the food one too many times that you spent mm -hmm. way too long making, you know? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm starting to get back into cooking a little bit. So, um, you know, I like to to make things and at the end of the day, if it's cooking or knitting something, or I got into like drawing a little bit during the pandemic, I still like to do that now. Um, so I think it's important to stay curious, keep learning. And, and that's what I try to do outside work. That's awesome. We are very well-rounded 
partner in our firm. Um, anything else you want to add? No, I mean, other than just like, I just love that um, we have great clients who put their trust in us to help them. And I just really appreciate it so much because we couldn't do it without them. Right. All right. Well, I certainly enjoyed learning more about you. And uh, if anyone has a question for Amanda, like, you know, a chemistry question. Oh, yeah. I could, I love talking chemistry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Email her. All right. Well, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. That will do it for this episode of Connecting the Dollars. Nothing discussed in this episode should be considered legal, financial, or tax advice. If you like what you heard, please subscribe for more at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your content. When you do, please give us a rating and a review. To see the links we mentioned in our show, along with other great Propel Financial Advisors content, go to ConnectingTheDollars.com. You can find our past episodes there and subscribe to our newsletter. And if you're still here because you have a general question, you can email us directly at info at connectingthedollars.com. Or if you're interested in working with us, click the schedule a consultation button on our website. Thank you for listening.